Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up? Welcome in day three, Radio Row, CHGO. How we how we feeling today? We feel good? good. I feel we good. We energized. A little tired. Uh, Media party last got, night. We got Jeff Schwartz sitting yeah, next to, to us. I I went to bed last night. Everybody else stayed up and partied till four in the morning. I don't know who I'm hanging out with. It you guys was are, not us. You guys. It was definitely Nick. <laughs> I'm here though. I'm here though. I made it. Man, looks good. There's there's. Uh, Fresh and ready. We're here. We're presented by DraftKings. Make sure you're using code CHGO when you sign up with America's top-rated sportsbook. Jeff Schwartz is here. Uh, Jeff, I just want to start this by thanking you. I, I developed a routine this year yes. during the college football season where I'd wake up on Saturday morning, and the first thing I would do is check your Twitter account to see your awesome whiteboard picks yes, for the Pac-12. Very good. And you you helped me so much this year. Yeah, um, gambling is very hard, and uh, most of us do not – pick winners, believe it or not, except me in the Pac-12. Yeah. Uh, I picked winners. Um, yeah, no, I was like over 60% for the last three years in the Pac-12. And the reason why is because it's my full-time job. I cover the Pac-12 for a living. And they always say that if you want to make money in gambling, you have to stick to like a niche, right? Like you're not going to make money in the NFL. It's too hard. Too many people gamble in the NFL. There's too many variables. Like the lines are too sharp. But I cover the Pac-12 for a living. Like the lines are not good all the time. And because of that, that's how I come up with, I think, a lot of winners in the Pac-12. Three years now running. I mean. Oregon Duck. Yeah. He knows what he's talking about. I don't really bet on the Oregon, though. That's the thing. I, no, I, I know. I, I just try, not to, I try but, not to bet on that. But every week you'd have like three games that you just felt like were. Oh, yeah. Like and, you, and then and you hit. put some more, and you're like, I'd, I would lean towards this, but I'm not all the way in. Oh, yeah. Just lean every now and then. But I heard if I come on this show and say J- Justin Fields is really good, everyone listen to my podcast. Yes. So, Which yeah. is called? Just Worked is Smarter Than You. See, that's, we're, that's, we're also, that's we're also put those po- We're also put those picks on there as well. Right. Um, yeah, so Justin Fields is really good, everyone. Listen yep. to the podcast. It's <laughs> just a great promo. Is there any part of you that actually believes that? Have you? I know that you're not exactly watching Bears football every single day because yeah. the Bears went 3-14 and 14 and they weren't at the top of the NFL and you've got seven zillion things going on. Yeah, so, yeah, I did not watch much, much Bears football this year. Um, I cover college football, as I mentioned, and the NFL. So I just try to watch good football as much as possible. Um, I did bet on the Bears a lot when they were at home. Like it's you know a good you know good wager every now and then. Um, I think for Fields, we just got to see the development in the passing game, right? Like we know he's a great athlete, um, and I don't know why anyone would doubt he can. Imp- Here's the thing: 
I used to be one of those guys that was like, Josh Allen's never going to get better. And then he got better, right? Like, it, it just, he like, he's the outlier, right? And he, he's changed everything. That, you know, I thought, you know, even like Lamar Jackson, I thought to myself, he's never going to be the player that he was. And these, these guys just improve so much now in a way that almost never happened in the past. And I think it's hard to always say, like, no one's going to be good anymore. Because the game has changed, too, where using your legs now is so important in, 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 in having success that when you have an athlete like Fields, we know he can do that part now, right? We've seen him make some of the throws. Now it's just being developed as a passer. And so there's no doubt I think he has the talent to do that. It's now up to him and the coaching staff to put him in the right spot to make that, you know, to make that jump. So I'm just I'm done saying like no one's gonna be good anymore. Now I can make a proclamation like I don't think your quarterback's good enough to win you a Super Bowl. Sure, but like is he is he gonna be terrible or no, I think he's gonna be a good quarterback eventually. And just to reset the show just a little bit, Jeff Schwartz, near a decade long career, seventh round pick, Carolina yes. Panthers. You, you played right tackle. You played right guard. We've got guys moving all over yeah. the Bears' offensive line. Tevin Jenkins was a second-round pick who was supposed to be a stud tackle. Then they moved him inside because it's long enough. I don't know how you would break down how difficult it is to move around the offensive line yeah. and finally find your spot where you could have success in the league. Yeah, so I played right tackle, and, and then I moved into right guard. I was better at guard. Um, you know, I, I think if you have, if you have um, like, if you're – too slow to play tackle like I was. Like I wasn't quick enough to play tackle. But your hands are good. That was never my problem. You can go inside and play guard, right? Because there's less movement there as much, but your hands are still good. If you have really bad hands at tackle, you're going to have bad hands at guard too. And so going inside doesn't really change anything. So for me, like I was able to go inside, less movement, but still use my hands. So that's how the change can be made, I think, in, in a better way. So if your arms are not long enough, maybe that's the reason why you're not a tackle. But, you know, to me it's about movement. If you don't move as well at tackle, you go inside. You don't have to move as much, but your hands are still good. If your hands stink at tackle, they're going to stink at guard. It's not going to make much difference. Jeff, we say moving, in, you know, outside to inside. But if you move on the opposite side, is that a huge difference from what you're used to repping on, on one side or, on, to, or the other? To be honest, it really depends on the player. Like, I could not play left guard for life of me. And then teams tried to put me over there at times. I just stunk at it. Some guys can do it. Some guys can't. It's, it's by the player. Um, and and there's, there's no, like, set can't do it. But some players will tell you they don't like it. Some players can figure it out. Uh, it, I think it's harder during the season to ever to make that move, and the offseason is much easier. I mean, the Packers famously moved T.J. Lang and Josh Sin like in one offseason. They just flipped them, mm -hmm. and you know, that's easier in one offseason. Just say, okay, you're now working in new positions, um, but it's that's harder to do than the guard tackle situation. But again, it's it's by the player. Like some players, mm -hmm. again, I couldn't play left guard. I just stunk at it. I, no matter how much I tried, terrible right guard, right tackle, totally fine. So are we overrating? Um arm length sometimes because yes. you're saying if you could, so like I, not, I don't know how well you know Peter Skronsky's game with Northwestern, Northwestern but yes. he's going to be a top 10 pick this year but the knock on him right now is his arms are going to well, be too I, short I, but it's the same thing with uh, Rashawn Slater a but I'm years not, ago. yeah but see Slater's a better athlete than, than Skronsky is so like, I could see I never bought the Slater into guard I could see Skronsky playing guard like when you watch him play and I've watched a good amount of him so far I could see like okay I could see where teams would say okay he's more of a guard just the, his movement patterns He's not, he's not kind of as explosive and quick twitch as, as Slater was or is. Um, but the arm length thing is silly to me. Like, we – so when you – Joe Thomas is the one who, who brought this up, and it's a really good point. So when you 
when you punch someone's offensive lineman, your your hand is in this position, right? I mean, I know we're seeing like, like your hand is flexed up like this, right? So we should take out your 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 finger length, your hand length is when we measure how long your arm is, right? Because you know we, we measure the entire from from shoulder tip all the you know shoulder all the way down your fingertip. Well, if you're punching someone like this, what does it matter how long your hand is? So like I think we were even measuring arm length wrong, and to me That's it's about yeah, yeah no, and, 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 and like again it's it's how you use your 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 body right like it just we've seen players with shorter arms play tackle just fine I, I think again I understand the comps I understand that there's historical data for that tells you what why a player can be good and why a player might not be good and that's obviously a valid way to draft players but there's also guys that kind of break the mold all the time and you can't always be that rigid in how we draft was it your back that that ultimately led you to retiring if, if i'm am i wrong no my ankle your ankle my brother was the back so your brother was yeah, the back okay ankle, yeah just being you know just too too old and uh it was, just, it was done i was i was done yeah i'm just your weekly life in the nfl to stay on the field looked like what um yeah i mean you just survive <laughs> um you, you just do whatever you can to um to rehab like everyone does things differently right like i like i was not a big sit in the ice type of 15 minutes guy i also wasn't a big hot tub guy um but i like the contrast we go in the hot tub and the cold tub hot tub cold tub you know my brother for example was a big this thing called a normatech where you put your your yeah. your i i hated normatech like it wasn't my thing um, but I liked I liked massages and kind of like this, I, I saw I end of my career I had these I had stre- stretching people where I'd go and like get stretched once a week like there was you have to find your kind of rhythm on what works for you um, you know for me I I I don't drink alcohol no no particular reason why um, but like that also helps with recovery you're just not you know the alcohol obviously and you know just you get inflamed, um, you know, being able to, you know, if you, if you eat a healthier diet, that typically helps in recovery as well. So little things like that, I sleep. I mean, you just, I think the older you get, the more you figure out a way to, to make it work for yourself. Matzo ball soup. Get you good. What, what, <laughs> what can the bears learn from these two teams that are in the Super Bowl, especially when it comes to line play? Cause right now, when you look at the bears roster, it's like O line D line that they just got to like, well, I mean, redo the, the whole thing. Draft and develop. I mean, it's the hardest thing possible, right? But that's what you have to do. Look at the Eagles. They dressed eight offensive linemen, all eight are drafted, right? Yeah. And yep. Of course. Hard to do. They have a first rounder sitting on the bench, okay? Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, and Andre Dillard. The, you know, the, the, the Chiefs are the more manageable one, right? You have three drafted guys, really, two drafted guys, undrafted free agent and Wiley. You add in the two frangers. That, that feels more likely. More, but here's the thing, too, guys. Like, the Chiefs are a good example of. They, they have offensive linemen that fit what they want to do up front. And that's important. Like, the Chiefs want to be, when they pass protect, they want to be a physical pass protecting group. They want to get in your face right away, be violent to physical right now. And they have guys that, that do that. Trey Smith and, and Joe Tooney and Creed, like, they're big. And then Orlando Brown and Wiley, the way they pass protect. So you have to fit your players to the scheme. And, and the Chiefs do that so well. Did the Chiefs transform their organization, or did they just get lucky and get Patrick Mahomes? Well, they got they got Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Like, like there's there's like I mean, <laughs> like there's no because the Bears and, could use some transformation here. That's what I'm going at. I'm well, like, well, and the look, Chiefs have acted like sort look, of like they they, well, they did, but it's like you just got Mahomes. No, but, no, look, Andy Reid was winning before Mahomes got there. Right. Now, right. I was there in that true. first year. Like Andy yeah. Reid, they were two and fourteen. Andy Reid comes in, and all of a sudden they're in. The, they, we were we were what eleven and five the first year with with, with Alex Smith. They were winning the division before Pat Mahomes got there. So it's not to discount what they did, but obviously 15 took them to a whole other level. Right. So, um, 
But there, you know, there's a good synergy now between Brett Veach and Andy Reid, right? And the way they're drafting players and putting together the, you know, a developmental plan. The coaching staff's been great. So there, you know, there obviously is a structure in place there. But 15 made that structure Super Bowl champions. And you, you need to have that, right? You can only have – you can't win without the quarterback. And so uh, to discredit that would, would be false. But Andy Reid is an excellent coach, and they're able to build the way they have. We're going to let you go because I know you got somewhere yes. else to be. So, uh, But thank you so much for jumping on with Glad us. Glad to be here. Appreciate Jeff, it. Jeff, you're the best. Remember, Justin Fields is the best. Yep. Listen to my podcast. Called Jeff Schwartz is Smarter Than You, which is a great podcast name. Thanks, Jeff Schwartz. Thank you. All right. First class always. We have, we didn't even really get an opportunity to like jump in the show. We just, bam, we, Jeff we Schwartz. Jumped into it, yeah. uh, we are so, we are so loaded today. Like, we got you some good, solid football arm length talk. You love There's, that stuff, oh, Adam. I was, you, I was, you, I've yeah, never but, thought about yeah, that, that like that. Take like, that away. Yeah, what? I, I have long fingers. Doesn't matter if I'm playing offensive line. Yeah, I, I, your your fingers are going to get here. mangled in a year anyway. They're going to look like this. I, I didn't know if anybody at home was like, Geeking out to the level, but I I knew you were. I, that Dude. was that was right that was right there for you. Absolutely. Um. Okay. So we had yesterday we were light on guests. We talked a lot about media night and um, you, you know the guys next door stole Eric Kramer from us. A Eric Kramer is going to be here today. <laughs> um. I, I I promise you. And then but we also have Trey Wingo, Kenny Main, uh, Ross Tucker, who's who's sort of in the uh, Jeff Schwartz former player, really good football analyst type uh, realm of media right now which is great and then jess matana who uh, works with the dan lebertard show and she's hilarious and she's a huge huge bears fan too so we got a we got a loaded Sex. show for you today of course brought to you by DraftKings. we are uh, surviving is, is a good word right surviving, surviving. Yep. the yep. the uh, the car ride here this morning was quiet yeah, i was a little disappointed but uh you know allie what do you mean you were disappointed? I tried I to talk to you like four different times that you weren't even responding. Did you have headphones? I don't didn't, even know if you did. I didn't have headphones, didn't hear a word, but I was in the <laughs> way back because I, I don't want anybody else to have to climb all the way back. I am I am the savior. I think you like it back there. Oh, I sure do. Okay. <laughs> you got I a mean, good nap in the back. You get to you get to stretch out the leg back there. But we, we've been busy. I don't it's, know what Allie just did, but it sounds so much better in my head right now. It's... It, it, this it, is great. It's listen. It's been a phenomenal trip for us. I've I've been having a fantastic time. And, and Nick last night was, uh, you know, we got back to the house at, at I don't know. It was the media party. We left at like eleven thirty. So we're back around midnight. I'm exhausted beyond exhausted. I go right in bed. Brandon Spano and the whole thing. They're they're playing pool. They're having a great time. Nick goes out and joins. I don't know when he got into the room, but when you did, this dude's been sniffling for about. I don't know, 12 hours straight, He, you bellowed last night like I've never heard. It was unbelievable. I'm like, the party finally ended. It's quiet out there. I don't have to have like this huge, my earphones in, and now Nick's in here, and it's it's 3 in the morning, and I got no chance of going back to bed. But I... I, I am so sorry, Carl. It was, it was I, okay. I, 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 I apologize. Let me, I'll, let, I'll always remember this week. Let me tell you, Nick is getting a good introduction the last two weeks about that media life. Oh, senior sure. bowl, the Senior Bowl Veets experience. Out till three a.m. Now he's then. got the uh, Super Bowl media party experience, which well, was the, well, that was insane. Sprawling last night. It was at this huge farm Gigantic. with with I I mean I don't know an acre, two acres. That, how at this least place real animals there. There was there was a there was ducks that were a turkey. There's a turkey. I felt bad for the there ducks. Were the turkeys. The, 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 were the, ducks, the, yeah. the ducks were. They were all kind of laying around each other when they go to bed. I didn't know that that's what I think they did. were annoyed that there was a party going on. I think they wanted Probably. to sleep. Yeah, I felt they bad were, for the ducks. You and the ducks. 
we're in the same headspace. I wanted. I wanted <laughs> just, to. I wanted. wanted I wanted. I wanted, I wanted to cuddle man. with the duck. <laughs> What's up, ducks? It was, right. it was. The NFL has just. The, the the moral of the story is the NFL has an insane amount of money, and they throw these parties, and and there's 17 bars. There's every food you could possibly eat. The dessert. No, here's why the NFL is brilliant. They trick the host city into throwing these parties. They're not spending a dollar yeah, on it. That was errors. That was hosted by the host committee last okay, night. Okay, the NFL's. A, and I, the NFL tells you you can't have the Super Bowl unless you spend all this money. It's amazing. That's they're good at what so, they do. I, I they're did, good at what they do. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And that's gross. And then every year it's like, well, we got to top the last one. So next year in Vegas, I can't even imagine what oh, it's going to be like. There, there, There's a Vegas host committee out there, Viva Las Vegas. They wanted some love, so there you go. And they've been serving themselves with coffee and muffins and they've whatnot. they clutch every morning. They've, they've been huge. So I have to say. Viva Las Vegas. It's going to be amazing. Okay, so um, we have so much to pack into probably what's going to end up being about an hour and a half show today. So we're going to keep it moving right now. Um, do we have Trey Wingo ready? We, we caught up with Trey Wingo, of course, the, the former uh, ESPN star. Got a couple former ESPN stars because Kenny Maine's on, on the show today too. Uh, Trey, of course, hosted the draft for ESPN for I don't know, seemed like twenty, 20 years. years. Um, and and I, I miss him doing the draft to be honest with you. Trey Trey's awesome. So uh, we'll jump into it right now. Some good Justin Fields Bears discussion with Trey Wingo. All right, let's bring in our friend Trey Wingo here on CHO. Royalty, royalty, royalty. Where you? <laughs> Are you ready for you, Trey? Get out of here! This is Chicago now. We got to talk Justin Fields. We yeah. got to talk. We got to talk all kinds of things. Number one overall pick. Trey's here with Caesar Sportsbook. How's your week going so far? Good. I, I, I've been here since Monday, and I feel like I've been here for a month. So yeah. let's uh, let's get to the Super Bowl, shall we? Let's yeah. get going. Let's 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 advance time. We're we're in the Wednesday grind today. Trey yeah. looks fantastic. Look at the tan. Just look at the. You look like yeah. you're enjoying life. Yeah. So. Six years from now, how many Super Bowls will Justin Fields have won with the Bears? Go ahead. Six, clearly. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's if they don't trade him. But, but where, where, where are you guys on that, by the way? I, I'm curious because I have very strong opinions about that. But, you know, Bears fans, you know, it's Sid Luckman, uh, Bobby Douglas for a year, two, three years with Jim McMahon, and then Bupkus. So, yeah. like, where are you guys? So I, I die inside when anybody mentions Sid Luckman at this point. It's so sad. <laughs> Luckman, 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 Luckman. <laughs> but, but, but when you name those guys, that's yeah. why everyone in Chicago is like, don't trade them. What are you talking about? This Thank guy you. This guy might already be, might already be like, the second best quarterback ever in the franchise's history. He has a chance to be number one by the end, like 12 months from now. Yeah, I don't <laughs> understand. Like, you you got a guy, and it's working. You just need to give him some weapons. Now, obviously, the passing numbers still aren't there, but who is he throwing to, yeah. right? I mean, you know, there's only one guy who can make chicken salad out of chicken you-know-what without wide receivers, and he's playing on Sunday, yeah. okay? Like, yeah. you know, the reason Jalen Hurts is better, they got A.J. Brown. The reason Tua is better, they got Tyreek Hill, okay? Only Mahomes can lose Tyreek Hill and be have the most passing yards, most passing touchdowns, set the single-season record for most yards combined, and, oh, by the way, have the number one scoring offense and the number one defense. That's the outlier, okay? Everyone else needs the dudes, so give Justin Fields the dudes and let's make this thing happen. See, Howie Roseman did that with the Eagles. He gave yeah. Jalen Hurts the dudes, but you have to have, like, a belief in yourself that you can identify the dude. I guess AJ's not that hard to figure out, but he also yeah. he he took swings and got it wrong and swung again. And yeah. I don't know if 
how Bears fans can necessarily feel confident right now that Ryan Poles can do that, but that's how aggressive he has to be. Well, at least he's not Ryan Pace. Let's put it that way. <laughs> there it is. Okay, let's, 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 give him, let's give him that as a starting point. So what, what, is, the, what is your perspective on the Bears? Because that's one thing I'm, I'm – I'm, like the guys that aren't necessarily in Chicago but yeah. are paying attention because it was a weird season in Chicago. They, they get the number one overall pick, and everybody's just, like, happy with how everything went. There was a month where they actually led the NFL in scoring, which is, like, yeah. the, maybe the weirdest thing that happened in the NFL the entire year. Well, yeah, not only that, but, like, you guys were having that scoring prowess at the same time you were giving up historically – points yeah. on defense like which is normally it's normally the inverse right it's like wait that's not the way it should be I think there's reasons for optimism first of all let's the Vikings are frauds we all know this right true. you know true. that that's that's sort of the way it is um, who knows what the hell's going to go on in Green Bay there, there's a scenario out there that Detroit and Chicago could be the long-term best teams in that division let's go right Trey, real quickly, you talk about optimism maybe in Chicago. Is Matt Eberflus a part of that optimism? I feel like he's a guy that kind of gets left out when you talk about head coaches yeah. and what they're doing. No, he did a really good, he did a really nice job. What Matt did was, I think, the essence of coaching. I don't have a system. What do my players do? What do they do well? And I want to put them in positions to do well. Like so many guys bring in, I'm, I want to do this. Well, do you have the dudes? No, then why are you trying that? Like, you know? Iberflus understood the situation. He understood what he had, especially on offense, and said, well, let's tailor things to make him successful. That's the whole thing, right? That's like Mike Tomlin's not going to win coach of the year. I think he had the best coaching year of his entire career this year. The hardest thing for any coach to do is move on from a franchise-slash-Hall-of-Fame quarterback to the next guy. Unless you're going Montana to Young, Favre to Rodgers, it's really hard and he managed that perfectly, and he still hasn't had a losing record, despite going moving on from his big Mitch energy early in the year, mm-hmm. and then starting a rookie quarterback. And they almost made it into the postseason. So I think Iberflus has done an amazing job because you have to fit your coaching to around the talent that you have. You trade in the Bears pick if it's you, or you get in the best talent at the top of the draft. I want to accumulate. I want to accumulate. You know, because you look at. Uh, what Howie, you mentioned Howie Roseman, what he's done over the last couple of years, replenishing the Eagles. You look at what Brett Veach did this year when they lose Tyreek Hill. You know, once he saw, once Christian Kirk's contract crossed the desk and went to Jacksonville, Brett Veach knew he wasn't going to sign Tyreek. And he got way more for Tyreek than the Packers got for Devontae Adams. That's and cool. look what they did with that draft. Uh, you have Trent McDuffie starting at cornerback. George Karloftis, their second first-round pick, had seven sacks in his last six games. You have Cook, the safety, who's been there. You have Watson and Williams, who had interceptions in the AFC Championship game. And you have Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round, running fast and hard. That's, that's what the Bears need to do. They need to use their draft capital like that. And that's why I would trade the pick and get as many potential options as you can. I think Pacheco thinks he's better than Barry Sanders in his prime. That dude's got so much confidence. I, l- I love watching I, him play. I mean, like, he runs angry. Yeah. And by the way, not only does he run angry, he runs a 4-3. How did this guy last till the seventh right. round? Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Right. It, the value you can get with running backs late in the draft Correct. right now is, is just insane. And, and everybody's on the, on the Texas running back. I would... I'm now of the opinion I would never take a running back in the first round. Yeah, because you I can too. find a guy for less money, and it's going to help you in the long term. And, and I like Bijan Robinson. I love a lot, him. Yeah, but it's, it's nothing just, against him. It doesn't make sense. Well, speaking of the draft, what's your what's your favorite memory of all the years you were part of that? 
the best part about the draft, honestly, is that it's totally unscripted. We have no yeah. idea. Like, we're, we're, we're sitting here, and I got the Caesar Sportsbook prop bet sheet behind us. What if you would can me a prop bet before the draft in 2016 said, here, what do you think about this idea? The top offensive lineman in the draft is going to fall because there's going to be a video surface during the draft of him smoking weed in a gas mask. <laughs> like, how do you prepare for the gas mask bong video? You don't. Like, you're just strapped in and like, well, all right, well, we got to talk about this now. And that's what makes the draft fun. Like, it's crazy. It, the production level's insane, the way just everything's on the fly. Were you, yeah. What was the last year you were? 2020. Okay, the, so. The COVID draft. So what do you remember about the year the Bears traded up for Mitch Trubisky? Well, that was in Philadelphia, and the Bears used a first-round pick to move up one spot. Not great, Bob. Not great. <laughs> you know, and making it worse is that after, after, and this is not on Mitch. This is on everybody else. The two quarterbacks taken after him were Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Now, Deshaun has turned into a whole different discussion, but when it was just about football, obviously there were huge mistakes there. But they moved up one spot and gave up a first-round pick to get Mitchell Trubisky. Because I kindly, vaguely remember from the, from the coverage, guys were like, are they really doing this for a quarterback? What is, yeah. like, what is happening right now? Like, yeah. There was confusion in the moment. And it just, they moved up one spot, and they yeah. gave up a first-round pick to move up one spot. Why don't you do your Ryan Pace and say, when you have conviction on something, no matter how <laughs> hey stupid man. it looks. Hey, man, look, we really liked him. I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll give Ryan credit for something. He was very convicted. <laughs> I know someone in that organization that was telling, that told me that Pace was telling everybody, Trubisky is a bigger, more accurate Drew Brees. Oh, God, uh, is that geez. really, he, he really. Did. There just, let that, just let that bring you down. Let that bring you down for a minute. Hogue's going to get mad at me here, but I just want your opinion. What is Tom Brady doing? Is he, is he, <laughs> is he coming back? Is he going on the, I want to be I young and single? Yeah. Is he want to spend time with his kids? What do you got? Well, I think the kids are right out, right? I mean, let's just, let's be <laughs> honest about that. I mean, you know, he's been, he was so fiercely protective over the years and basically he took a flamethrower to his entire domestic situation to come back and go eight and nine yeah. for one year. Like if you're, if you're going to blow everything up for football, why are you retiring now? Right. Like, what are you doing? You're third in the NFL in yards. You're, you're, yeah. Now you're now you're going to go on a beach with a weird hotel behind you and an iguana eating your leg and tell everybody you're done? <laughs> yeah, and, and taking taking shots of yourself in underwear, you know, like to showing off your 46-year-old soon-to-be tight stomach. I mean, look, Tom, I threw all the roses at Tom last year when I thought he was retiring. This year I was like, congratulations. Yeah, We've done this already. Yeah, you don't get yeah. to do it again. Yeah, the sequel's yeah. never as good as the original. Yeah. You know? <laughs> to his credit, though, I think he realized that, too. He, yeah. Like, he mentioned that even in his retirement video. He's like, you only get to do this once. Yeah. Uh, Trey, thanks so much. This is awesome. Appreciate you, it, appreciate you being here. Trey, Anytime. we go. And in the great words of Mike Ditka, go Bears! <laughs> All right, pre appreciate Trey Wingo. Uh, Ali, I got to echo. Oh, there we go. Sorry. Um. Braggs immediately pointed out in the comments that the Bears did not give up a first-round pick in the Trubisky trade. Yes, they did. They gave up their own. Well, they gave up their own, but they moved. You're not really giving up a first-round pick. You're it's a first-round pick. Whatever. I think we knew what he meant is the point. Um, doesn't make the trade any better or worse. Doesn't make it better. But we, we appreciate catching up with Trey. That was fun. We had a good time. And... We're Settle down, Braggs. not give up a first-round pick, even though they did. It was just a swap. I don't look at it like that. When 
I mean, I, I, you're swapping first-round picks. Then you're giving up everything else. Yes. Yeah. I, the way he said it, I, it, it flipped in my head. But, then, but he's, actually, he's technically correct. You gave, up their, you gave up your third pick to, move, you know, to go to two. Trey Wingo's right. Greg Braggs is wrong. I mean, okay, I mean, Bragg's over Wingo at the end of the day. Let's, we we got we to gotta stay loyal to Bragg's. But, no, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, by the way, uh, sources are telling me, have yeah. been telling me, that Bragg's is a little upset about the lack of brick-by-brick brick mentions this week. Oh, oh yeah. But we can't be brick-by-brick brick if, if Bragg's that's, isn't here. That's him. Brick-by-brick brick on the interview is Kenny Main coming up. That's a solid brick. Uh, we've got Eric Kramer coming up. We've got Ross Tucker coming up. And yeah, right. But right now, at this very moment, I want to talk about my sex life and your sex life, because <laughs> that's the most important thing that's on my mind. Uh, hey, fifty percent of men they have symptoms that get in the way of wanting, just wanting, or or then get to the uh, the ultimate goal, which would be enjoying uh, sex. So, do you want a better sex life? Roman is here to help. It's the digital health clinic for men, addressing a variety of sexual health needs. They offer a discreet wipes that help you help you listen to listen closely here, last four times longer in bed men with low t getting testosterone levels back to normal that can help increase your libido that's a big thing roman offers a testosterone test there's no waiting rooms there's no hassle it's a straightforward and listen to this one digital experience so you're doing this from the comfort of your own home I know some people get a little bit wonky about uh, talking about this subject so you get to do it from your own home and if medication or testing is appropriate, Roman will send it directly right to your door. Now, to learn more about how you can achieve your personal sexual health goals, go to roro.co slash chgo. Learn more how you can achieve your personal sexual goals. Go to roro.co slash chgo to get 20% off your entire first order. First order, thank you. That's roro.co slash C-H-G-O R-O dot C-O slash C-H-G-O After you check out Roman, you gotta check out Green Ridge Farm and we're gonna talk about some meat sticks, you guys and it's a Chicago local meat and cheese company that offers a better all-natural option. Green Ridge Farm are the makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages and those meat sticks. Perfect for tailgating, happy hour and school lunches. They also have 16 grams of protein per stick Perfect for a post-workout snack. And the meat sticks come in chicken, black forest beef, and flavors like jalapeno, cheddar, my personal favorite. And right now, when you order any three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com and include a pack of meat sticks in your car, you know what happens, Carm? Those meat sticks mm. will be free. So free, so simply good. Simply by using code CHGO at checkout. I mean, it's been phenomenal to be out here all week, but I do miss my Green Ridge Farm. Can't wait to get back home for a little Green Ridge Farm. Right, That's I what you miss that. most. It's up there. It's right. I mean, I mean. <laughs> Maybe having your own bedroom so you don't have to hear me I mean, throwing off honkers we, we, while I'm We've sleeping. got some other things that might, you know, eclipse, but it's, it's, it's in the team photo. <laughs> it's, let's be real. All right, we're going to keep it moving. Brick by brick, right? Bricks, brick by brick. Brick by brick. Uh, from Trey Wingo to Kenny Main. Kenny Main is up next. Let's jump in right now with... You you love this conversation. I do. We, we're talking life here. This we're, this is a, this is a good one here. Let's let's just achieve. You know, if you're wondering why we started late today, it's because this guy. I, I think he would have gone another twenty minutes with Kenny Maine. He's right over there, Mark. I'm staring at him right now. He's having a great <laughs> interview. He's got a beautiful smile on his face. Kenny Maine was awesome. That was a I 
I did not know I was going to enjoy that interview as much as I did, and I thought I was going to enjoy it. You'll like it, too. Here it is. All right, let's bring in Kenny Main, one of my personal all-time favorites. I've talked to you here before on Radio Row. You're so talented. I am. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for owning it. It's so, <laughs> so much better that way. <laughs> We should just be honest. Well, we don't need to be humble. No, I'm. Yeah. I'm not. I have zero ego and no pride. Like I try for shit all the time. Can we swear on this show? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Keep yeah. going. It's um, encouraged. Yeah. So, you just like when I left ESPN, the first thing I tried to do is make a commercial with Michael Jordan. I had this idea regarding the crying Jordan meme. Oh. Thought it was pretty funny. His 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 the woman in charge. At least we were talking. The fact that I was even in a conversation for three or four days where they didn't say no. Right? Sometimes yeah. you send people stuff, and you, man, they haven't answered yet. And then you find out they haven't read the, yes, they haven't read the email. <laughs> Such still a, alive. That's how I live my but life, by work. the way. Yeah, I just, I've done that, you know, how I got to ESPN, other stuff I've tried for. I just shoot for the moon. Like Nick Zito, horse race trainer, greatest line ever. Maybe not just in sports, but in life. He, he had lost the Belmont like nine years, or nine second places, I should say. And they kept saying, man, you've never won. How disappointing. He's like. Second is better than third, you know. I'd, second in the Belmont is pretty good. Yes, I'd rather win. He said, you know what? You can't even lose if you don't enter. Well, for yeah, some people lose. out there that, that exactly, like, they, they don't enter because they don't want the rejection. You right. have to at least, you should oh, I celebrate. love rejection. I like being <laughs> See, told I'm, no. You I guys can be friends. I don't, <laughs> I don't necessarily <laughs> love it, but you gain from it, right? Like, not very many people, just like Tom Brady. No knock on him. He's, you know, worked hard and had a great career. He's had a pretty blessed, right? Like, this happened and this happened. And, and, you know, I'm talking about career-wise, right? Sure. Jumps in now to post thing for a zillion dollars, right? Most people don't get that path. And he worked hard to get them, not knocking or taking away. Mm -hmm. Just use that as an example. Most people started some lame job and, you know, barely making rent. And then they got to go the next, right? Most people grind to get wherever they go. But the, the key is putting yourself out there and not being scared about the, the negativity. Kenny, where's that come from for, huge, for you to kind of have that? To build. Yeah, where's that come from? Um, I think being the fourth child, the only boy, Master Kenny is here. Is what the Canadian cousins actually call him. No, like I was told by my parents, go try anything. And I, 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 when I started high school football, I was 5'8", 135. They were looking like, what the hell is he doing here? But the next year I was 6'2", still like 135, but at least I'd grown, you know. No, I had to kind of grow into my hands, like, and feet, like, you know, like, eventually I would mature. And that's why I went to junior college originally before I went to UNLV, which leads us to my ruined leg, which leads us to our foundation. What was the original question, though? I think I, got how, to, I, think how, I was instilled all of that by my parents. Confidence in yourself, put yourself out there, shoot for the moon. Yeah, the, I, I just think it's actually super vulnerable important question like how do you build the muscle to go out in the world and have people tell you no to keep going and and just have the positive self-talk to yourself that i'm okay no matter what anybody thinks that i some door's gonna open at some point that i have no idea what it's gonna be but i'm gonna get there it's happened to me more than once like i had a tv job originally i wanted to be like a news like i'm more into politics and sports to be honest and i that's where i wanted to go i took political science and history and english and i was thinking I was going to be Ken Burns one day before I knew who Ken Burns was, right? Or do serious stuff. My little station in Seattle was only Monday through Friday. It was a little independent. They, we always used to say if there's news on the weekends, it's news to us. That, that was our <laughs> motto. But they added weekend, Saturday, Sunday, which are the days of the weekend. And they said, you're doing sports. I was like, 
first I was like, all right, I guess. You know, like, but once I did it and you got to own it and write your own rundown and go to Seahawks games and Mariners and whatever, I just quickly like, oh, this is the way to go. I can still do the other stuff as my avocation, you know, and shot for the moon. But I quit that job, and I, I had four years before I got hired by ESPN. I sold prepaid legal insurance. I assembled garbage cans. I worked for MCI. I remember back when there was like long distance wars, right? While I was freelancing in TV, and I even would make up jobs. I would call, say the Seahawks had a home game against Kansas City. I'd take the black book and call all seven TV stations in Kansas City. Are you sending a crew? And the ones that weren't, would you like a crew? I can hire a camera. I'll be the reporter. We'll send it on a satellite. Like I would just invent work. That's I didn't, initiative. It wasn't like yeah. I made a crazy amount of money, but no, I didn't but, make a lot of money then anyway, so right? So how did ESPN find you then? I found them. Joe Montana to John Taylor, 49ers beat the Bengals, right? 89, I think yep. it was. And I had a good show. I just knew, like, the highlight was good. The rest of the content was good. I sent that tape to them. They called and said, send us another one. We want to see if that was a fluke. I sent them the next show or whatever I sent them. Then I just chased them, and it took four years, though. They didn't hire me right away. They didn't think I was enough of a sports nerd, which I'm not. They identified that correctly. Like, you know, just a broad knowledge of every last. Uh, I still don't have it. I never had it. But I could, I know how to do a show. And you can fake your way, you can minimize. There's, you know, you don't need to know everything. But it's, it's good to have a great base of knowledge. I'm not knocking that. That really just makes me feel good all over. Because I, I, that's what I've heard about ESPN. They're, gonna, they're, they're going to ask you, who's the, who's the sixth inning reliever for the Seattle Mariners in, in, in 2007? Yeah. And you got to know that. I'm like, are you nuts? I don't like sports <laughs> to well, that level. I have local reference for you guys. My answer when I've, I got interviewed like three times. They would say, hey, go interview Griffey. He hit two home runs last night. We want it for baseball tonight, tonight, right? Okay. I would not just interview Griffey, but then go home and type up typewriters. They didn't have computers back then. Or, or handwrite. I'd like, we would send the tapes on an overnight courier most of the time or satellite, but I would include in the, in the, in the package a handwritten or typewritten Here's what you could have had, and I would write a story. I did like extra credit. You know, it's not a little dorky, but it showed my ambition. Finally, on the last interview, when I finally got hired, this is when Keith Olbermann went back to Dan Patrick. Stuart Scott moved up to be next to Susie. They needed one more low-level person, you know, looking at me. And I told Vince Doria when I had my final interview, he was the old Boston Globe guy that was running a lot of ESPN2. I said, Vince, I still don't know who the fifth pitcher on the Cubs is, and I don't really <laughs> care. But if you tell me to a story on the son of a bitch, it'll be the best story here. Ooh, and he looked wow. at me like, I like that. That's I never got to do that I, story, but I did get to go to Wrigley once. I so appreciate So that's this a interview. football injury? Last play at Oregon. I was a junior at UNLV. We were getting murdered. Some guy stuck his helmet on my ankle to end the game. And you know, in old game film, it's always like left to right. They pan the field and then they go up to the scoreboard. That's how every, as you're looking at football film, you know. Before and you can, you can yeah, see yeah, me yeah. like yeah. squiggling in the corner. Other people are like, you know, shaking hands and talking to cheerleaders or whatever. But I'm, so I played the next year. I came back from that. I don't know how, because it was a significant injury. They were going to honor my scholarship, but thinking I wasn't going to play, right? Mm -hmm. But I wanted to play. But I was second to Sam King, who led the nation in passing yards and Randall Cunningham was coming up behind us as a freshman and then all these years later I got this device I'm wearing that you can't see I can show wide shot doesn't matter look up the website we get, we get. look at the website run freely r-u-n-f-r-e-e-l-y runfreely.org so once I got my device I cried for about two hours because like 
the emotion, like the fact that I now felt this power on this terrible leg that doesn't work, I was running on the first day. Oh, so wow. Gretchen oh, wow. and I quickly like, let's do something good with this. We started this foundation. And I think we're close to like 40 veterans we've helped. That's, well, that's awesome. Amazing. Yeah. That, that's awesome. That's amazing. Congratulations. It on takes that you out of pain. Like yeah. if I wear regular shoes, you know, tennis shoes or dress shoes, like I have a bad day. I'm limping that night. I'm icing. If I wear flip-flops or my brace device, um, then I'm good. Runfreely.org? Yep, .org. Yep. Speaking yep. of the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Kenny. Did you, we got to go in the stadium because I'm shooting a story with Malcolm Butler. You know, okay. I'm from Seattle. Yeah. You guys know Malcolm Butler, what he did to us. Yep. Yep. So we're doing this bit where we're trying to exercise, get this behind us, right? And Malcolm Butler's going to show up again. But um, and we got one with David Tyree as well. So that as well. So that essentially, that's, that's mostly what I do for Caesars. Go to some big event, think up a couple of my stupid little skits, sh sh try to get agreements. That's another thing you're talking about ambition. Just we, if we wanted somebody to be in something, let's see if we can get a hold of Ben Stiller's agent. And he ended up knowing who I was and liking what I did and said yes. Let's see if John Legend will sing a song for me. I'll write a really horrible song. He said, yeah. You know, sometimes you get a yes, sometimes you get a no. My, I think my favorite thing you did recently is you did a thing with a kid where you were, like, yelling at him. We can't say the word KID regarding that. Oh. We're not talking about it uh, in that context. Yes. Are we yeah, talking yeah. about a different context? Yeah. Of course. Yes. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm hyper focused in my own head right now of like how you found your your stick, your voice. Where like this will work, and I can do this, and I know we got to go. But I don't think you know people use that word. I don't think I'm. I mean, I don't even I'm don't, I don't what I'm doing with you guys right now is the same thing you saw me do on TV, is, yeah. except at a tie and sad to say stupid statistics or whatever. But <laughs> right, like I think being authentic is the best. Some people, you know. Do put yeah. on, here's my thing I'm doing, but if you talk to me five minutes from now, I don't send anything like that. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, But some people are on there, they're trying to perform, yeah. and you were able to settle into you. You. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a journey it's in itself right there. Bugs Bunny Hour, Johnny Carson, my dad, my uncle, my dad's best friend, Al Drake, my best friend, Mark Sanford. Like, who I was surrounded with growing up, I would say... I ended up making a career out of the same stuff that used to get me sent out in the hall in fifth grade. What's <laughs> the most great. absurd thing I can do right this second? Yeah. Say it. Get the. I mean, maybe I'm a ham. I don't know. Maybe I wanted the reaction. Sure. Kenny. Be normal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll take Philadelphia to win. Thanks. Okay. Then that's what I'm going to do, too. Yeah. Kenny I, well, I don't know. It's a toss-up game. Okay, I don't Should think we're going to have a more enjoyable conversation all week. That was There's great. There's no chance you yeah. will. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kenny. <laughs> All right, thanks to Kenny Maine. That was an enjoyable conversation. Fun as always. He's I love oh, Kenny yeah. Maine. He's hilarious. Awesome. Um, and we're moving from Kenny Maine now to Eric Kramer. Yes. Former Let's Bears go. quarterback. Let's go. Where is the applause <laughs> in this place? We should have a little. I'm going to bring my own. There yeah, we go. There I like go. it. That's I like right. it. That's right. Uh, it's so great to have you here, Eric. And uh, we, I, I want to start here. Is it is it wild to you that you still have the single season passing record for the Bears? It is. And it's a shame. Yeah. Right? Because that thing should have been broken long ago. So I think, to me personally, we got the guy to do it now. Okay. Finally. Because I, I couldn't have been more impressed with Justin Fields going from the worst quarterback in the league the first few weeks to I, the, probably the most unique one. I mean, yeah. he, he doesn't quite have it all figured out just yet, throwing the ball. And kind of I have, what I haven't seen him do just yet 
is sort of in zone coverages, move defenders around, that sort of thing. But from where he started to where he ended the season, take out the Lions game, and the guy is phenomenal. Well, can you give us some, some ideas, a quarterback, just what he was truly dealing with, though, this year? When you talk about the passing part of the game, mm -hmm. the protection – it was hit or miss. It wasn't great. And he really didn't have weapons. Like, just how hard is that? What I saw was a guy who had no confidence in himself to play catch. That simple. Okay. He went from that to a guy that you based the game plan on. You're saying at the beginning of the season, the, that's what like, it looked like. I was at the 49er game. Okay, it yeah. was ugly. Yeah. And so were the next two or three. And... Like I said, not perfect because the throws he would struggle with literally were on the run, which mm -hmm. is a strength of his is to be on the run. So if he can figure out actually when you're going to throw on the one, you want to throw, you want to run at what you're throwing to. You don't want to throw well, over there and throw that way. Same thing when you're throwing those little quick screen, receiver screens. You know, you have to get in line with where the ball is going. And so other than those couple things, this guy's got, he's got to figure it out, man. So the knock on him that some people say is that he doesn't, he's not able to go through his progressions clear enough. He's got to have a, you know, he's much. True enough. I'll, I'll, I'll give you oh, that. Okay. So you're saying that you can learn that. that you can. That you and can. he has. There's times when he does go from first to second to third to fourth to a dump off, and the dump off might be him running. But you can see him working through it rather than early in the year, it was either this guy's might be open, or if it's not, I'm actually, I'm dropping back. There was times when, so I do a podcast and, and, uh, on the Bears, and we'll get to all 22 from the game, sideline and end zone. And there's times you can see him early in the year dropping back, really just to invite the rush, so that he could run out of the pocket. Had no idea what he was looking at, to finding the right guy, and then when the right guy's covered, finding the next right guy. And I want to be clear, CHGO Bears fans, I'm not saying that he can't do it. I'm just, I'm just wondering if the best strategy would be just to create an offense on what he can do right now versus let's have him sit in the pocket a lot more in year three, mm -hmm. and there's going to be some growth things there, but by the, hopefully by the middle of the season he's got it because he's got better weapons and everything's around him, and then it, it really clicks, and now you've got, I don't know, a top-five guy in the league, and nobody would even argue with that. I think he's going to be a top five guy in the league given the offense that they're currently running. So okay. if you start okay. changing things now, I think you take a step backward. To me, he already took that step backward at the start of the year. Yeah. And so ride the wave as it's going right now. To me, I mean, he's grown in the offense. That, he has. That no question. He started out struggling with, then wasn't. So to me... Stick with that formula. Don't change it. Well, Eric, I would say, too, a lot of the same things that we were saying about Fields early on probably were being said about Jalen Hurts. And then you get all these weapons and this offense that's oriented around him, and now he's playing in the Super Bowl. Is that what it's really going to take, too, if the Bears can just surround Justin Fields with maybe a number one wide receiver? You're going to start to see him blossom as a passer? That's a very interesting comment you just question you just posed because I think those two – are like identical in the pass that they've taken so far. Who thought Jalen Hurts at the end of that last playoff game mm -hmm. last year was going to be this year's Jalen Hurts? No mm -hmm. one. Who thought, like, J Justin Fields did something I've never seen done before in a season. 
So during the season, he went from couldn't play catch with the next door neighbor to dissecting defenses yeah. and making up for other people's mistakes, namely the offensive line. And so, yeah, I think that's a great comparison between the two because I see Justin Fields making that Jalen Hurts-like jump from this year to next year and then beyond. Yeah, I, it's going to be fun to watch it next year. I mean, and I, and I think we're all on the same page here on this show that the idea of, like, trading Justin Fields and drafting a quarterback is just insane right now. Whoever got, says that, just to make one thing clear, do not join the Bears scouting department <laughs> <laughs> or have anything to do with the draft or any decision-making whatsoever. Yeah, I don't think that that's on the table, really. So I, it, not based on what we hear about what the Bears really think about Justin Fields. So Yeah, no, we're – listen – Continue down the path, trade the number one pick, get more picks, get a really good player, show how good of a general manager you are. We keep on hearing there's huge depth as far as guys that can get to the quarterback. Go get one of those guys somewhere between 9 and, I don't know, 21, and show that you're the best at your job, and everybody will you'll, they'll build a statue for Ryan Poles if he can do that. <laughs> That's the plan. I, I want to shift the conversation to uh, a, a big reason why you're here today, mm -hmm. and that's the mental health aspect. Um, I want to get into a little bit of how it is today. Um, actually, let's start there. For, from your knowledge of maybe the stigmatism of mental health, somewhat relaxing, it, it seems to be much more a focus inside the building of these NFL teams and across all sports compared to when you played. Is, is, that, is that how you would describe it? Yeah. So when I played, there were the, the, word, the two words that never went together in the same sentence, mental health. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, hey, let's have a mental health party. And I mean in every part of society. It's in schools. It's in not just professional sports. It's companies. It's, they're geared now towards dedicating resources meaning money, and funding and expertise to people's mental health because think about it. That's the number one thing that drives a... Everybody goes through these issues, by the way. So who hasn't thought about suicide? Raise your hands. So it's going to be the whole room. Who makes a plan to do it? Not that many, but some do. I did. And, and then go execute it. I went and did that. Thank God I didn't succeed. That was my favorite failure in life because I wouldn't be here talking to you. I wouldn't be doing some things that are coming forward. One is a book. Somebody approached, actually my girlfriend, about writing me. Would Eric be okay if I approached him about collaborating on a book? I didn't know him from this table. Bill Croyle is his name and I, it took me a few months of just chatting on the phone. I said, hey, can I read one of your books? He said, sure. So uh, he wrote a book uh, on the last survivor of being pulled out of the rubble of 9-11. Oh, wow. And he writes these books that are sort of not the everyday. And uh, mine is not the everyday. And so uh, I'm excited. That's going to probably come out uh, late fall, I'm guessing. And, uh, and so that's one thing, and uh, never written a book before, and uh, it's been a fun process, and I think an important one because, as I just mentioned, it deals with kind of a broad scope of things, which would be, I played football, so it deals with some of that. It deals with some of the ups and downs of that, and it also deals with depression. And I don't look depressed today, I don't feel depressed today, 
Um, but there are things that come along the way with head trauma. And let's say I'd never shot myself. There's head trauma there. And combine that with shooting myself, there's a lot of head trauma there that I've never been depressed a day since, but there's a neuropsychologist. So the, the, the specialists in the field of head trauma are neuropsychologists. There's, there's only one. And so um, he was saying to me, Dr. Tomaszewski, that Eric, great that you're not depressed. Well, there's other things you're gonna be dealing with forever. One is lack of sleep. So I've gotten connected with a, a neurologist, Dr. Darby, back in LA that's part of a UCLA program called uh, uh, Brainsport, uh, headed up by Dr. Giza. And, uh, and so that's helped. Uh, I now see, I finally found a therapist, and she, she says, you know, I'm no uh, specialist in head trauma. I said, I don't care. Have, how long have you been a therapist? She said, X amount of years. I said, have you always done pretty good at relying on your instincts and what questions to ask? Yeah, I said, well, well, we'll get along just fine. And so I feel like now I've got uh, everything in place and everything's kind of looking forward, and you know, one of them is a, uh, a mental health program called Mental Health Touchdown. It's not off the ground just yet, but we've got all the people in place, uh, when I say all, three, um, and it's gonna be centered around kids and their families. And, and then the, just recently, uh, I was part of a Zoom meeting that went out, it was literally a, at 8 a.m., a nine o'clock Zoom meeting was gonna take place, so there was only three people on it with the therapist. And so that's something that uh, I would like to continue. Awesome. Uh, Amazing. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I just, I, I appreciate you sharing your journey. It's, it's super vulnerable. And like, I, I, I'm thinking of my, in my last 10 years, so I've done more growth work than I'd ever done prior in my life. And, right. I, and I had done some. So when I first heard what you just, how you started this whole thing, that there's a part of everybody that actually wants to lie down. That, and that, that, that was like a normal conflict. Like the first time I heard that, I was like, that, it was, just, it was so so foreign, but yet it's so true too. They're like, "Hey, man, we get beaten down." And you went through trauma after trauma. Your your son passed away, your mom passed away. Yeah. Your your father is diagnosed with terminal cancer. I mean that that that, that PTSD, whatever you want to call it, like that is so much for one person, Anna, which which got you to that point. And then you have to get somehow you come out on the other side miraculously. And you're still building your life every single day. It's, it's yeah. you know, the, we can all say, like, yeah, one foot forward, but that's not necessarily really how it no, goes. because you can't put one foot forward when you're in a spin cycle. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, I, I just, for me at that time, as I think back, the one thing that I, that I recall from back then was that it's like everybody's walking out the door there's really no one coming in that door. And right. that's something that you can't really prepare for. Uh, there's no way to go, you know, here's what's gonna come down the road in a few weeks. And, and depression, by the way, isn't something that goes, it sits around and goes, when do you have the next three months off? Yeah. Okay, now we're gonna show ourselves. Well, it happens like on a Tuesday morning, out of the blue. Yeah. And so, you know, there's ways to start the process of building your own little home team, support network, before depression ever shows up. And well, it gives you, that's when, it. when challenges happen, 
you kind of get in the mode of this is what I do when challenges happen. And it's also not, you can't rely on your parents. You, ultimately, you're always going to lose your parents. And in your case, yourself, like your, your system might not look the way you think it's going to look. You've got to build it. Anyway, That's go right. ahead, Adam. And, and like, a, like a lot of people in life that do things for a long time, how do you stay up with it? Well, I evolve. Right. You know? And yeah. you, you kind of roll with what comes, and you start to build what used to be becomes something better and bigger. But that evolution probably has to be pretty hard when you go from NFL quarterback to life after football. And, you know, I'm just thinking about what too. you said about all of a sudden there's not as many people coming in the door. And probably when you were playing, there was probably endless people coming in the door. Were you? Did you deal with depression when you were playing too? I did. And, and how, much did, how much do you look back on football being a contributor to all that? None. Uh, what, I, what I contributed to was in 1994 when I went from Detroit to Chicago, that was the first time in my life when people said, you're the guy. So there was, it was like, Huge pressure. wow, this hadn't happened. I didn't start in high school. Uh, when I, I had to go to junior college, and my, my first year there, I was going part-time selling cable television door to door. And the, you know, I had to back up the next year. And then when I got recruited to NC State, uh, they brought in other quarterbacks too. Uh, I had to call my way onto the Lions. And, uh, and then here's somebody going, we want you. Well, it went from we want you to I got hurt, someone else comes in, and the train kept moving. And so I was healthy enough to play, just wasn't. And that got all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm the one here that's falling down on the job. And it's one thing to fail. I've failed before. It's another thing to fail when you're hoisted up, and then the, this big crash happens, and the train's gone now. And so... Uh, that, I remember my mom came out and uh, uh, stayed, you know, with us for a few days and a week or so. And it was just, uh, there's, when, you're in, when you're depressed, there's no fighting. There's no fight to it. You can't, it's a, it just happens. And so the, the cure to me is, okay, there's going to be antidepressants involved and therapy involved. I got that. Long before that ever happens. You can start intuitively building your own support network. Yay, team. You got, you yeah. got to have one. Eric, we could talk to you about this forever. It's so great to see you here. Thanks so much for stopping by. Thank you guys. First oh, class. And I know you got your camp, too. E EKPC12.com. You want to learn how to become a Actually, quarterback? Actually, it's EKPass12.com. Okay. I don't know how that happened. For those of you that haven't taken notes just yet. No. <laughs> He's got a lot of notes. Here, so okay. I'm I take no this notes This way myself. more notes than he ever I, has. I, I clicked right. on this, too, and it worked. <laughs> and, and, and you're on Twitter at, key, at EKPass. I did Correct. see that. And uh, Thank you, fellas. Uh, this has been great. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much, so much for being go here. Bears. That's go right. Bears. That's right. I'm, and I know all of our viewers and, and listeners love hearing what you had to say about Justin Fields. So, um, so great to see you. And... Um, We'll talk to you soon, hopefully. Love it. All right, there he is, Eric Kramer. We got another guest coming in right away. I think Ross, Ross Tucker is here in the house, um, so we'll bring him in here as we go. Um, let's see. We probably got to sneak in a break here at some point. Sneak in a break. Let's sneak in a break. We know what we're doing. We, we got to figure out what the break is. I got to uh, talk to oh, Eric Kramer for eight hours. I love that guy. No, but this is a great segue. Of course it cause, is. Because Ross is here with DraftKings, so that helps, right? Um, right down C-H-G-O-P-H-N-X-D-N-V-R lane. And are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? Of course you are. DraftKings Sportsbook. Go ahead and sit down right here. Yeah, 
Thanks, Ross. An official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57 is all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5, get 200 bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day during happy hour. That's 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern, 5 to 8 they make me uh, do the conversion every single day. It's, <laughs> it's really getting to me. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57. Get 200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. One of the busiest guys in football with this right here. He's, you know... When he's not calling games or doing his podcast, he's taking photos of food and press boxes, <laughs> which I always appreciate as somebody who they frequents had press an boxes. Unbelievable donut spread here. Ooh. When I got here, like at six a.m. Oh, we should have been here at six. It was so well. It's it's for the Las Vegas Super Bowl next year, like the hospitality yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. And I'm a big like for me, it was a tough call between apple fritter or cinnamon roll. Ooh, like those ooh. are my if every donut options available. I love apple fritter. I love cinnamon roll. I went with the apple fritter. That's good a good choice. Call. That's a good choice. That's yeah. an excellent choice. It's the type of thing, by the way, that I would never actually like buy. You know what I mean? And like, I'm, not, I'm not going to drive somewhere. I'm like he, somewhere like this. It's right and there. And it's just out there free. It's like staring at me like, Ross. <laughs> Maybe a McDonald's apple pie, but that's a different conversation. Can't go wrong there. Uh, Ross Tucker's here. Hot and Sunday with us. And Mickey D's. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we talk about Bears, Justin Fields? Yeah. It's a hot topic. Uh, you think? Yeah. It, Why are people mad at Matt Nagy? Why are people mad at him? Why I, wouldn't they be mad are, well, at Matt he, Nagy? No. Well, he said he said he thinks Justin Fields will get to a Super Bowl, and people are, like, mad that he said that. Yeah, I don't know. It's a compliment. Yeah, we were uh, partly to blame for that. Um, not to blame. We were just there covering it. it actually, we look, did the interview. Look, we talked to Matt <laughs> for 20 minutes on Monday night. Which was I thought actually cool of him to to he could have easily been like look I'm here with the Chiefs I coach the Chiefs now he did that at opening night with you guys with what talk to you guys yeah no yeah. that's, oh, what that's I'm awesome saying. no that's yeah, what I'm no saying. no we yeah. we did 20 minutes on the Bears with him and he was open and honest he admitted his failures and oh, that's great. And, and obviously he still loves Fields and thinks yeah. he's going to be good yeah nothing wrong with that I mean I'll say this from a physical standpoint he can pick them I mean Mahomes and Fields that's true, yeah. <laughs> I mean. Because he was there, and he yeah. was he was in um, Kansas City, obviously, and was instrumental in them getting Mahomes. So I don't know. I, I would maybe talk to him. I mean, Fields is he might be the most physically gifted quarterback in the league right now. I mean, he's the fastest. I don't care about Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. Nobody's and, faster than Justin Fields. And, Nobody's faster, and he's bigger. And his arm, some of the throws he made, right, insane. It actually, and we'll see how good he ends up being, but it's actually a little bit surprising to me when I watched him this year, even like the Eagles game or some of these other games, it's a little surprising to me that he didn't get drafted higher. Just just, just mm -hmm. based on, and he's a smart kid, he's a good kid, yeah. but just based on the physical ability, it's kind of wild. It is amazing it is. how they fall in love with who they fall in love with. Go ahead, Adam. Well, and, and especially um, when, it's, when it's Zach Wilson who goes... I mean, Trey Lance, I understood at a certain point, but now when you look back at, at Zach Wilson, and I did it too, I fell in love with Zach Wilson's arm. And, and, and with Justin Fields, it's like, I, you just look at when when he, the first day he stepped into House Hall, um, and I saw him play in college a couple times from the sidelines, but when he stepped into House Hall, it's like, this guy's huge. 
His, and, yeah. and like we were talking to some of the Eagles defenders, they're like, he's a lot tougher to take down than than what you think. And nobody else did that to them all year. You know, I, I do the Eagles preseason games on TV. I do their pregame on the radio. No one else did that to him. To them, they had they have like eighty sacks this year. Something crazy. Yeah. They, I mean, they they got him a bunch, but he also made them miss a bunch. Yeah. Reddick should have game. And Fields just kept making a miss. And you don't hear dudes talk about guys like they talked about Justin after that game. They, they were throwing him so many bouquets of flowers. That it, you know that that's a, a legit level of respect when you can shake people like that and then talk about it. A thousand percent. There's no question. Justin Fields, Justin Fields, Justin Fields. Who do you like? Who who do you like? Is that all you guys talk about? Nah, for, we part. don't have a lot going but on. I want, no, but but <laughs> I do want to talk about the Eagles with you um, because you do know them better than probably – 90% of the people walking around here. Um, someone asked me the other day, who's the, I think it was on our show, someone asked, who, who's the one defensive player in this game on Sunday that could just completely take it over? So, someone said Chris Jones, which makes a lot of sense. I said Hassan Reddick. The guy has been an absolute beast here in the playoffs and seemingly is getting better every week. Like, if there's one guy who could wreck the game on Sunday, I feel like it's him. Well, it's definitely Reddick. I'll tell you why. The Eagles' offensive line is just too good for it to be Chris Jones. They're so good, dude. I mean, they... They're like a mid-90s Cowboys offensive line. They're not just the best O-line in the league. They're one of the best we've seen. Put it this way. The center is first-team All-Pro. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's the best player, best center in the league. The right tackle is the best right tackle in the league. Probably a Hall of Famer. At least he's trending that way. Their left side of the line, people don't know him as much about these guys. Jordan Mailata, 6'8", 380, the Australian guy. And then Landon Dickerson, the left guard is six six and a quarter, like 350. Picture you're a D tackle, okay? And you're lined up in a three technique, which is the outside shoulder of the guard. They come off on a double team, that's 730 pounds. And they, and they are coming off. Like, physics would dictate you're not supposed to be able to stand up to that. There's a reason why Javon Kinlaw was getting thrown out of the club. The <laughs> Niners came in. I was on the sideline for that game. Niners came out. They were, like, playing to the Philly crowd. Like, oh, I can't hear you. I thought you guys were supposed to be tough. And then the Eagles just smashed their face. Like, they were throwing Bosa to the ground. I really thought the Niners might be able to go toe-to-toe with them up front. They weren't able to. Which, by the way, your squad did a great job against the Eagles. That was a competitive. They were in there. I was really yeah. impressed with your defense, which is like the, the new no-name defense. And oh, I don't even know who oh, any of yeah. these guys are. They're playing well. They, they play hard for Matt Eberflus. By the way, so I, I don't know if you know, but Adam, I'm here with um, Simple Bet. I got to tell you about this. So it's micro-betting, but here's what I'm telling you about it. Second half, the NFC Championship game. I don't even know if you guys know you can do this in Chicago. You can bet not only on every drive, but you can bet on every play. So when the Niners didn't have a quarterback – you could, like, I, I'm a DraftKings guy, so you, uh, you're, yep. so are you. Draft, I heard you talking yeah, yep. about it, right? So you could pull it up, go to in-game, and you could have been, every time the Niners had the ball, you could you can either do touchdown, field goal, or punt. Click punt. Like, bet on yeah. punt. And then you can bet on every play. Run, 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 <sighs> run. I didn't even know till I met Chris and his team at Simple Bet, I didn't even know that micro-betting like this was a thing. I knew there was in-game betting like, okay, the Eagles are – Minus 16 and a half now because the Niners don't have a quarterback. Sure. I didn't know. And he was saying, you guys will appreciate this, having two baseball teams. Uh, I'm with the CEO, Chris Bevilacqua. Their biggest sport is baseball because you can bet every at-bat. You can bet every 
single pitch if you want to. So you can be sitting there at Wrigley Field, like a beer in one hand and the other hand, you know, here comes, eh, this is going to be a strikeout. Like, that's awesome. That's, yeah, that's that, insane. Did you guys even know about that? I, I, not, I to, not, not necessarily to that micro that, that's level. What, that's yeah. what everybody yeah. knows there's in-game betting, but, but people don't know you can actually, um, and it's, where is it? I knew you could Draft bet King's, every drive. Yeah, DraftKings, Caesar, Bet365, but DraftKings, it's right there on the in-game. So it basically, you know, like, um, I'm sure you guys have been talking about it, but you know how there's like a million prop bets on the Super Bowl? Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. This, this thing, the micro betting, it basically turns – a week four Lions Bears game into the Super Bowl because it's all prop bets. Yeah. Like every play oh, yeah. is a prop bet, every drive is a prop bet. It's the genius of what's going on here. You know what though? I think that Bears Eagles game was one of those games where the Bears were winning at one point, or it was at least close. And you were nervous? And, no, I was like, slam the Eagles right now. Yeah, just oh, because eventually that no name defense. It was like, come on. How gonna... about how pumped were all you guys when your boy Lovey got that win? That was unbelievable. That was amazing. What was insane about that was, like, the Bears game ended, and we were about to go live with our post-game show. So we're in studio, and we're all watching that, like, and and when when Davis Mills completes that pass, like, everybody just, like, jumped up. And it's the best moment. Which is really it's, sad. It's, it's, it's pathetic. They're, they're, they got um, to trade down, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, they have to. I mean. You're not the whole idea of trading fields for another quarterback. You know what's you, weird like, though? Well, they're not going to do that. But what's weird is, um, you look at the different mock drafts. It's not as much like Bryce Young number one as I thought it was. No, there's there's yeah. Stroud. There, there's some Will Levis, Levis as like the first quarterback off the board. So, part of me, a little bit of me, is wondering. I think by then somebody will fall in love with one of them enough to move up to one and get it. I think that'll happen because they could say. If somebody likes Levis the most, or if the Colts at four, like maybe they don't trade up. Maybe they just take the chance that they can get him. Yeah, I, I think it, it's going to be one of those like two weeks out before the draft trades that we've seen recently. The, they're going to get value, but they're not going to get value if there was say a Peyton Manning there. I'm not saying they're not going to get. Uh, it's not going to be like that. They're still right, gonna, right, right. They're, they're right, going right. to get. They're going to get. They're going to get something. But, You'd rather have the first pick than the second, but yeah. they're probably not going to get like a boatload. But you know, there's, there's always yeah. one team. There's always one general manager that falls in love with one guy, and it's like, we have to get that But here's guy. my thing. Let's say you're the Colts at four or whatever, or the Texans at two. Like, if you think one of those guys is clearly the best, you can't take the chance that somebody else takes him. No. Right. Like, you got to get him. Yeah. Like, you got to get that guy. Which we got to stir this up. Which, I, I, can we rewind back real quick to the Super Bowl? Are you picking the Eagles? I am. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about it because I think it'll be a close game. And in a close game, we've all seen Mahomes, like, make the critical play to win the game a million times. Hurts, like, hasn't had to do that. I mean, the Eagles usually just dominate people. But I can't not pick the team with the best O-line in the league and the best D-line in the league. Like, that that would go against everything I grew up about. (laughs) And usually, if you go back, like, you look at other Super Bowls, the MVP never wins. Kurt Warner, 99, is the last MVP to win the Super Bowl. So like, even though Mahomes is the best player, I think, by a lot, um, they usually don't get it done. It's usually the better team beats the best player. That's interesting. That's a good point. What's, the, what's the number one thing the Bears can learn from Jalen Hurts' development for fields? Um, building up the team around him, in particular the line. It's the number one thing. Um, but like they got AJ Brown, yeah. they got the line. I mean, 
I think building up the team around him as much as you possibly can, and then RPO him to death. I mean, they, they RPO teams to death, and I think that that is a good formula for Justin as well. That makes a lot of sense. RPOs. I mean, four wins to 500 team to now consensus best team in the NFL. Did you have any idea coming into this season they were going to be here? No, I mean, I, I thought they'd win double digits, make the playoffs. Nobody thought Hurts would be an MVP candidate. Okay. He was not even a top 20 quarterback last year. He's probably like 22nd best quarterback. Nobody thought he'd be one of the four guys for MVP tomorrow night. So yeah. you don't look at him like down the line as a passenger on the, on the, on the, the Eagles cruise ship. You look at him more sort of closer to driving it? I mean, where would you put him in? It's a, it's a fair question. Like, I don't know if he's driving it or passenger. Like, he's doing it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, yeah. I know this. He's doing it. Now, it'll be harder next year because they're going to pay him. They're going to lose a bunch of free agents, so it'll be harder for him next year. But he hasn't turned the football over. He's an unbelievable runner, and he's made the throws. They've. I mean, A.J. Brown set the franchise record for receiving yards. Devontae Smith set the franchise record for catches. It's pretty good. Right? But also, those two guys are both studs. Like, meanwhile, you guys are out trading the 32nd pick for Claypool. <laughs> get it together, Adam. I got to go, by the way. I got to go. Get I know, your, I know get you got to go. Don't, don't worry. We all agree with you on that one. Uh, it's been it's a topic of discussion. Okay. Should, should we shouldn't do the Devante before he leaves with, with, with my, 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 my excellent take. Shouldn't he have felt bad that he didn't catch the football rather than oh try to God. sell it? Because she should have told the referee, sir, referee, I didn't catch that. That, we took, that's, that was on fourth down. Let's turn it over. Let's have some integrity in, the, in our football, Ross. I know a lot of people from Chicago. Not a single one of them would have done what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great response. You are so it. full of it. <laughs> you can say My buddy Timmy Lee from the South Side. No <laughs> chance. No chance. Shout it's, out, it's Timmy. My, it's my utopian world that could come to Chicago, too, someday. <laughs> See you guys. Thanks, See Ross. You, Ross. Appreciate it. Ross Tucker, he's the best. And obviously, that was the perfect response to your ridiculous take. Nobody in Chicago would do it. Hey. I know some people in Chicago that would do that. Not not many, but there's got to be one out there. Turn what? on your computer and tell us about game time. Okay, I, I can do that. You could probably do that without. I don't. I don't need. I do not need the ad. Um, but I can also tell you that uh, yes, game time is the hottest new ticketing site. Makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets and sports and concerts and shows. Welcome in our next guest, please. Ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, courtside, behind all plate, floor seats at a concert. It is possible with the Game Time app. 15 million people have downloaded the Game Time app, which I am pulling up right now on my phone to give you the best value uh, coming up here with, let me just see what pops up as my best value right now on, on Game Time as the Wi-Fi here is slightly... Um, Challenging. If you love CHGO, you're going to love <laughs> the Wi-Fi. Has been horrible today. <laughs> the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through, through the link in the description. And okay, we got a little. Uh, we got a little Blackhawks with the Coyotes Friday. We got a. We got a flash deal going on right now. You can sit in a beautiful upper deck, upper tank, 300 level seat for 65 bucks in the corner. Probably gets a lot cheaper as we get closer to game time. Ticket prices go down. Best value on the internet in the secondary market, game time tickets. All, All right. right, time for our next guest, Chicagoan, at least so. originally. Jessica Smetana, uh, Dan Lebertard show, Golick and Smetty, right? Is that how Golic and Smitty, yep, yeah. that's it. Ross Tucker has a huge head, by the way. Yeah, we, we, we <laughs> you know what's funny? Our, 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 first, our first guest today was Jeff Schwartz. Okay. Also a big head. And yes. then, <laughs> then Eric Kramer came in, and he was like, Smaller oh, head. my God, how big was his head? <laughs> and then Ross Tucker comes in, he's got to expand it Massive again, head, and, yeah. and now you're here. 
Um, smaller head. Thank smaller you for having head. me. Yeah, Thank you for being slightly here. smaller. I, I, I was only in the NFL for one season, so. I have a huge, I have a huge man crush on Stugatz. <laughs> really? I do. I do. Well, he's here. Have I know. Have you had him so, on yet? No, I no. want to find him. Oh, because his daughter goes to Northwestern, so oh. he's got a Chicago connection. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Is he as nice or ruin you're like not doing the radio as he is like as funny as he's on the radio? He's the exact same. The he guy. will promise you something and then not follow through. Mm, just, just the same as on air as off air. I, I, I respect that. I heard he was interviewing the media that was in line for the Fox Media Day yesterday. Yeah. It sounded like a good. Full of good bits. Yeah. <laughs> That's two gods for you. We'll give him credit for that. Yeah. Um, so you, people should be following you on social media, which, I mean, I already do, and you're a big Notre Dame <laughs> fan too. But at Jessica underscore Smetana, because you're hilarious on social media. Um, it, so you're originally from Chicago, but you're not really a big Bears fan. Is that right? I have been mocked and ridiculed my entire life for not being a Bears fan. Okay. Um, so I, I grew up out, just outside of Chicago. Is this why you're wearing green? Mm, I, the green's a Notre Dame thing. Okay. Right? okay. okay. <laughs> I'm not a Packers fan. Don't, okay. I'm not going to say that. That would be absurd if I came on the show and said that. Um, no, I grew up outside of Chicago. My mom was from Pittsburgh. So okay. I was kind of like forced into Steeler fandom early on. And in high school, I used to get made fun of all the time because the Bears and the Steelers really need to play like once every three years. Mm-hmm. And they played when I was like a sophomore in high school and the Bears won. And they, I think they won three years after that, too. Like, the Bears and the Steelers regular season, the Bears have come out on top a lot recently. They really have, yeah. Other than the game last year that there was that penalty in Monday Night Football. Oh, that oh, stupid yeah, talking that game. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed Something it. Else. But I got made fun of for being not a Bears fan, even though the Steelers were way better as a team. They won yeah. the Super Bowl in 2009. But... Uh, like five years ago, the Steelers kind of were on a, a, a downward trajectory and the Bears were like actually good for once. So I decided I was going to just kind of pretend to be a Bears fan for a while and it stuck. So I, I do enjoy the Bears, but eh, kind of as a bit. You know what's funny? You're bringing up that game. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good bit. It's it, I mean, I can I can kind of jump on the bandwagon and pretend like it's, you know. There's not sure. much yeah. to jump on there. But, you know, That's exactly right. <laughs> the, the, uh, the Steeler game last year is actually interesting because that was the one in the disastrous rookie season of, that Justin Fields experienced. He played really well in that game, and it was Monday night football. The Bears should have won that game. They should well, they you got to admit the taunting penalty was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous, but I was quietly cackling to myself uh, as I watched it in bed because it was like midnight when that game finally ended. Just the, the, the logic of the NFL referees being like journeyman, edge rusher. This was Cassius Marsh, who probably most people have never heard of. Yeah. Nope. You're going to make the biggest play of your career on Monday night football, and you're not allowed to celebrate it. Right. And if you do, we're going to throw a penalty, and your team's going to lose. Just the logic involved in that is so ridiculous. And to the NFL's credit, I don't know if you guys noticed this, they, they really don't call taunting anymore. They really haven't this year that much. I think they did say taunting penalties were down this year. Um, but is that because fewer players taunted yeah, because they know they're going to call it now? I don't know. I think it's kind of a soft rule. Like you should be, it's it an is, entertainment. It's football. It's, it's football. entertainment. Yeah, it should exactly. be fun, and it should be, you should be allowed to celebrate when you make a big play. Let's make you commissioner for the, a day, and you could change one rule in the NFL or do anything to make the league better in any way, shape, or form. This is a little put you on the spot, perhaps, Ooh, question you weren't expecting, okay. but I'm just giving you full anything, anything you, you would want to do for the league to make it more appealing for you. 
I mean, it would probably be something along the lines of like more, let's do some more smack talk. Let's do some more celebrations. I know they, they finally changed the celebration rule like four years ago, and I think it made it a more enjoyable product. Um, but I think it just yeah. should be a little bit more fun. Like, it's not the most serious thing all the time, right? Yeah, we're here for yeah. some entertainment. Let's yeah. go. Sports. Exactly. Let's laugh at each other. Yeah. Jessica, what was the Mitch Trubisky experience like for as a Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> fan? We, we, oh, we yeah. know what it was like in Chicago. Yeah. It was uh, interesting. There were just, I mean, he was not great. I think to start out the season, they weren't, the Steelers weren't ready to play Kenny Pickett yet. By the time Kenny Pickett started playing, he was I think it was a, the right time, but I mean, it was a painful few games with Mitch, but then Kenny Pickett got two concussions this season. Yeah. So Mitch came back and he had to play and he did lead a, a game winning drive. I believe against the saints. I want to say, I can't even remember which game it was. So it was, you know, pretty much what coaster. you expected. It was a roller coaster. There were times where it was frustrating. There were times where he completed a pass and I was like, Oh my God, that was awesome. Thank you, Mitch. <laughs> but it was a lot like being a, a Mitch Trubisky fan uh, when he was on the bears. It was, it was a little up and down. He shows, shows flashes and then their offense struggled to move the ball at all for entire quarters of games. There were bears fans that thought he was going to go to Pittsburgh and, and turn into Joe Montana. Which did, did not happen. There were? Were there? Yeah. There was, like, there was like six Bears fans like, who believed that the Bears <laughs> just completely. Them. I got a lot of taunting, uh, to take it back to taunting, a lot of taunting texts from Bears fans, like, have fun with that. Yeah. But uh, the, Bears, the Steelers just needed someone to fill the role for a few games. It was yeah. a good opportunity for Mitch. We we like Mitch. We See, just don't think he's. Here's the thing, yeah. though, that the. There is a possibility. I think we all need to be prepared for the possibility that the Mitch Trubisky pitch, pick instead of Patrick Mahomes goes down as the worst sports decision in Ever. the history of sports. If Patrick Mahomes goes on like through his career and like ends up winning even just like four Super Bowls and is as good as, good as he already is and he keeps that going, which he probably will at this point. Can I say something controversial, though? Would Patrick Mahomes be Patrick Mahomes if the Bears drafted him? That's always the counterpoint. It's a fair point. Yes. I think we've gotten to the point, though, with Mahomes. I know, but we've got. I know he's he's a transcendent talent, but the Bears are really good at wasting transcendent talents. See, when Mitch was still in Chicago, I would say that and believe it. I'd be like, look, Mahomes wouldn't have been this good. Look at what Mitch is dealing with. But now that you see Mahomes like this consistently great, I think you would have figured it out. Well, he also would have probably had to play his rookie season, right? And that was a really big development year yeah, for him, playing was. behind Alex Smith. Yep. That's fair. I guess my counter would be, just in general, the, the Chiefs were never an organization known for having quarterbacks, and then he got there, and all of a sudden yeah. they're in the Super Bowl every year. I think it, it was, um, no matter what, it will go down as, even if he was a, a decent quarterback for the Bears, like right. a, above average but not Patrick Mahomes-level talent, um, it will go down as a terrible pick just for the sole fact that we all knew as soon as it happened when the Bears traded up, this was like there was not a single person that was like, oh, th- this will work out. This was the right move, right? It was instantaneous. It got uh, blasted in Chicago yeah, yeah, immediately. I defended the logic of the trade, but in doing so, it was like guy. you better have the quarterback right, though. Yeah. Because, right. like, if you make the same trade for Mahomes – it's the greatest move ever. So I never the, the picks that they traded up never bothered me that much, but it was just the scouting evaluation. You better be you better be damn right about the quarterback though if you're gonna do it. Yeah. So and obviously they weren't. I hated it from day one. Fair enough. Steelers got T.J. Watt in that draft, I believe, which was yep. a yeah. would have been a good, good pick, pick for the Bears. It's a good rubbing. And yeah. you're here with DraftKings yeah. too, right? I'm here with DraftKings. Uh, yes, I host They're, a show with Golik, Golik, yep. and Smeddy. 
Check it out wherever Go you get your podcast. Golik is the he's. I mean, that's just a joy, right? To work with a Golik every day. It's wonderful. He's the best. He. I say it's like therapy for me because he has a lot of trouble getting on Zoom. Uh, he's not a big <laughs> technology guy, and it puts me in a in a good state of mind for when I talk to my parents who still live in Chicago and they oh, can't get on to Zoom because mm. I've already gotten all my frustration out with Golik that week. So when it when they're being really slow, I'm like, you know what? I already yelled at Golik for this. Perfect. I can just take it easy now. He does it every. Day he can't get on Zoom. This is a kind of this is this is embarrassing. This is my, yes, Michael Ick Senior. Uh, he struggles with getting on a computer every, every day. It's, it's the microphone. It's the headphones. Yeah, it's doing the QuickTime recording. It's everything. Yeah. All right. Well, it's Golick and Smeddy, DraftKings. Appreciate you being here. Thanks for having fun. me. Hey, go Bears. Yep. Right? Go Bears. Thanks, Jessica. See, we had other guests say, though, have said it with a little bit more enthusiasm than that. Oh. I, <laughs> wow. I oh. think that was about as enthusiastic yeah. as you're going to say. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Go we'll, Bears. We'll, How's that? That's the, there you go. Thank you go, so much. Go the Bear on Hulu. Better than the Bears. Oh, the Bear. Oh, I oh. could do a whole. We could do a whole. It. You want to restart the interview? We could start it all over episode and do the seven. whole thing on that. It's a, Episode <laughs> yes. 7 is like the greatest Amazing. piece of TV ever. I agree with that. All right. Yeah, so. Go Bear. <laughs> all right. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you. Jessica Smetana. We got a couple uh, minutes left here. Before we we got to leave too because we got other shows that I, need, I, need to be here. Yeah, well, anything on your mind that you have to do? Because there's one thing I want to do. No. Well, other uh, than take a nap. No. That's yeah. Well, I I just want to remind everybody one more time about Roman, and uh, it's just we, Valentine's Day is right around the corner here. So you special Rome, uh, restaurant that you want to go to. I don't know what you're doing over there, Adam Hogue. A romantic evening at home. What about later in the night? Some say Valentine's Day is the sexiest day of the year. But are you ready, like Roman ready for it? Uh, yes. Strong sex life can deepen your feelings of intimacy with your partner and lead to increased happiness. We can all use some increased happiness. I know I could. Not that I'm the most happy guy ever. Just sitting here with you two amazing talented men. Uh, Roman addressed a variety of sexual health needs for men and they also offer the discreet wipes that help you last four times longer in bed. So for this Valentine's Day, to get ready, Roman ready, for better sex this Valentine's Day, go to row.co slash chgo today to get 20% off your entire first order. Order by February the 8th for guaranteed shipping in time for Valentine's Day. That's today. That's ro.co slash chgo. You got to do it today. All Bam. Right. Thank you. Uh, we've been incredibly guest heavy. Uh, apologize if we didn't you know, get as many comments in as we do normally do. Do we have any super chats before we leave? We have a super sticker. Super, super sticker. Super it sticker. Is, we obviously can't see it. The chat can see it, but we can describe it. It's a lemon character and baby lemon blowing a party horn while marching. All right. Is so that our first super that. sticker? It definitely means Have something. Have you guys never had a super sticker? I don't. I, I gotta I, be honest right now. I don't even know what that is. It like <laughs> pops up in the chat. What I just described. <laughs> Hogue has this weird thing about him I'll where show he, you after. he just feels comfortable being honest at all times. Like I think honesty is the best, the best way I, to live I, life. I, I, sure, I sure. agree. I would just try to sell it. Yeah. Oh, I love oh, it. Yeah. Big I, super sticker super guy. Sticker. Huge super sticker. That's great. Thank you so much. You just, I don't know what that is. <laughs> no idea. I think, I, oh, now I, from Steven, lemon character and baby lemon bull. That's what I read. Blowing a party. Okay, I'm just. But in the chat, it like is an animated. See. Yeah, you could yeah. see what that is. Yes. Do you have it? That's, yep. Uh, no. Nope. Nope. Okay. Sorry. 
right, we got a lot. Now I want some lemon heads. Uh, we need lunch. <laughs> Underrated good. candy. We got a yeah. lot of interviews that we're going to be ta taping this afternoon, so the show's going to be stacked tomorrow. That's why we're out here. Uh, we appreciate everybody checking in today. That was a, that was a super fun show. If and you didn't see it, um, we did a we did an interview with uh, with Thomas Dimitrov, the former Falcons GM, as a bonus episode. It's in the YouTube channel. I, we got pretty in depth with like what he thinks the Bears should do with the number one pick and how a GM would look at it and look at the value um, of that contract that people bring up about the rookie contract. So if you want more, I would highly recommend you check that out from yesterday. Um, and if it's not already, it will also be in the podcast feed. 12 years, the general manager of the Atlanta Falcons. Smart dude. I mean, legit dude doing it for a long time. I, that was that was a fun conversation. It, it was, and it, there was there was a wide variety. But if you like nerd football talk, that is right down your alley. He's got he's got some serious serious a uh, lot of angles on a lot of things. It was fun. Also, slam that like button before you you, you get off today. Make sure you help uh, help support us. We were only at 106 likes. We're we're crushing it with the people watching live. We gotta get the like button up. We appreciate everybody doing that. If you are in the Arizona Phoenix area tonight, seven o'clock. Illegal Pete's. We're going to have a CHGO all-city meetup. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we started the week with how many subscribers on the YouTube page? It was tw You wanted to get to th 20. Oh, yeah. We were at 24.4 thousand. Now we're at 24.6. Come on, guys. We can get 25. there. We, we're trying to get to 25 by the end of the week. So tell a friend, hey, listen, if you like Chicago Bears content, you like Chicago sports content, you just 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 click on these. These guys are cool. They're trying to make their way. Let's go. Let's let's try, let's help them get to 25k. We appreciate text it. Text them the link. Tell them to hit subscribe. Um, Papa Ho You're, texted me yesterday and said he he did his homework assignment. He did. He did. He got an extra subscriber. Thank you. Nice. Thank you, Papa, Papa Ho. Ho. Yeah. We we appreciate you. We, you know this. Um, that's a show, Ho. All right. We have a million people to thank. So thank. All to them all. Jeff Jeff Schwartz, Trey Wingo, Kenny Main, Eric Kramer. Eric Kramer was a lot of fun to talk to. He I love was, Eric Kramer. He got, he got way more in-depth in with the quarterback discussion uh, than I thought he was going to, like with the analysis and the oh, reads yeah. and everything. So uh, if you missed it, go back and watch it. Ross Tucker, Jessica Smetana, and uh, everybody Schultz behind right the behind. scenes here, Emma, Allie, Ryan coming through with all the photos that are out there on social all media. Right. Check out all the social media channels we got. RG's got a solid jumper. I mean, it, it comes and goes, but when it's on, and that thing is on, man. We had we didn't even <laughs> talk about hoops yesterday. We'll get to that tomorrow. Yeah, I guess. we're gonna have to wrap up later in the week. All yeah. the, that fun. All it's right, on so social media. Um, very disappointed in my jump shot yesterday. It was not clicking. You hit one from the, the hot tub. That's all that matters. That's right. Take, That's right. First take. Uh, it was the only, was only take three. Just wasn't bad. Now is where we don't need to be honest. Okay, guys. Yeah, it was the first, the first shot. Well, it really was like take seven. <laughs> We'll give you three. I was it not obvious with the reaction, everybody? All right, we got to go. Other people got to get in here with their shows. Uh, we love you. We'll talk to you tomorrow, same time, noon central, and see you tonight at Illegal Pete's if you're there at 7 o'clock.